This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm uh, Robert Evans. This is Behind the Bastards. <laughs> you sure you're, are you sure you're Robert Evans? You didn't sound so sure. <laughs> you know, Sophie, the nature of identity is so complicated. Who can who? say who anyone is? I'm, yeah, so, I'm is Sophie us? Lichterman. Who is us? Positive. Who is us? Who is us? This is my new podcast, Who is Us? with Robert Evans, <laughs> presumably. And um, definitely no. Sophie Lichterman. Definitely. Definitely so- Sophie Lichterman. This is a, a show about bad people. It's called Behind the Bastards. Hell yeah. Uh, and to talk about bad people with me is one of the better people I know, David Christopher Bell. Oh, jeez. Thanks. Full legal Hi. name. Full now, legal Dave, name. Yeah. Just in case anybody's confused. worked together for many a year. We lived together for a, a year. We did. Um, our cats were once as friends. Um, our cats allied together against another cat might be a better way of putting it. Yes, and me. Like whenever yeah, our cat you. sat, your cat would have want to have nothing to do with me and loved my cat. And yeah. you know, honestly, that's fine. Yeah, uh, I'd rather it be that. Uh, yeah, cat allies. Aww. Cat li- cat cat lies. Mm-hmm. Dave, 
How do you feel about libertarians? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, People know that you don't tell the guests anything, right? They sh- I, that The show would not work if we told yeah, the guests, guests anything. Yeah, guests come in cold intentionally. Sometimes they know the broad subject, but I don't even like that. But, That's not my preference. But that bit is so good, it'll never get old. What do you mm-hmm. think about insert heinous <laughs> thing here? Yeah, um, libertarians. My thoughts are, like anything, the most mm-hmm. vocal people representing it are yes. incredibly irritating. Yes. But it, I suspect there's a lot of very good ones who keep to themselves. Yeah. I, I I was a libertarian for many years. I still think there's a lot of good stuff in, uh, I, in some of the things libertarians say. I think you know? John Carpenter might be one, but he that might not even know that. That makes sense for John Carpenter. Um, yeah. Today we are talking about the most vocal ones, and and specifically the most kind of unhinged vocal ones. We are uh, today, Dave. Or, well, this week, really, I'm going to give you the long history of libertarians taking to the sea to try and establish floating nations. Oh my God! Are we going to be? T- I don't want to spoil. Are we going to be talking about uh, Sealand? Oh, you bet. A little bit. A little bit about Sealand. Yeah. We're, we're talking about a, 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 the whole history of it, because, spoiler, every story ends the same way. <laughs> Just, a bunch of people lose money, and there's no libertarian floating nation. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when step one is take to the sea, it does not end well, generally speaking. I mean, I've known sailors, and no, it doesn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I- so... Hmm. Oh, sorry. I I just I have a blanket view of the ocean. I don't think it wants us in there. And it doesn't I don't want think us we should in there. Be in it. We're not. We we don't belong there. And if I mean, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk about why people do this. And yes, for the folks who want to, there's always people who want to be like pedantic about like I don't know if this one's really a bastard or like we'll do like two episodes on like we recently did two episodes on like industrial level child molesters and then mm. we did an episode on a guy who was like an early fitness influencer and just like kind of shitty about eating disorders and people are like well they're not really like this doesn't really make yeah they're not all gonna be guys who raped five thousand kids you know what kind spectrum. of show that would be a bad show people yeah. would not want to listen every week yeah, so absolutely we're going to talk about libertarians taking to the sea to build their own <laughs> nations and yeah most of them are shitty people so it's fine they belong here okay speaking of which we're going to start by talking about Peter Thiel. So <laughs> Peter Thiel, PayPal co-founder, um, monarcho-libertarian, uh, quasi-fascist influencer um, on a grand cash scale, um, mm. and, you know, just just man about town, Peter Thiel. Uh, is he's, bank- yeah. he's running for president, or he's running for senator under the name J.D. Vance, I believe. Yeah, he is currently yeah. running for senator under the name J.D. Vance. Dark money kingpin, Peter Thiel. Mm-hmm. Um has been on a couple of occasions has shotgun money out towards bankrolling an exploratory round of seasteading experiments um, in libertarian utopian living seasteads in general that refers to self-sustaining colonies of like floating um, homes basically so sometimes it could be a boat it could be like a little island of these weird little hexagonal like housing units that float there's a bunch of different designs around there um everybody's kind of arguing about what the best version of this is but a lot of libertarians think seasteading is the future and peter Thiel has put a not it's not significant to him but significant amount of money to normal people into backing uh different seasteading projects and the basic idea um is that with a seastead, you'll be in the ocean, so you won't have to you won't have to um 
uh, abide by any nation's law. So all of these different things, ideas libertarians have about taxes and, and gun laws and age of consent laws, um, oh, mainly age of consent laws, um, won't, won't apply. They can, you can, you can try to, you can really, it could be, I think there's an idea that like, well, if you get enough people out in the sea living, living the way we think people should live, everyone else will see that it works. And then our ideas right. will take over, right? There's a number of different ways that get sold to people. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's water pretty, world rules. Yeah, it's water world rules. Um, one sec, I have the wrong document open. I just realized. That's fine. You want me to just uh, talk about water world for a little bit? Yeah, talk about water world for a second, Dave. I mean, I, I imagine it's water world rules down to like, yeah, Kevin Costner being like a shitty dude who like. At one point, I think he's going to barter the woman and child that he's with. He sure does. That is a moment in that movie. Yeah, yeah, that movie's terrible. Okay. So. You may have heard, Dave, that in September of this year, The Guardian published an article about the doomed voyage of the Satoshi, which was a cruise ship a bunch of libertarian crypto nerds had bought and tried to turn into a floating city. Did you catch this story? I vaguely caught it. I think that's one yeah. of those headlines that I was just like, not today. Yeah, uh, not today. I don't today. have time for this one. It's it's very funny. Uh, it's 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 a pretty hilarious failure. We'll talk about it in detail later. But like when this when it went viral that like libertarians were trying to like create their own independent nation on a boat uh in the middle of the ocean a bunch of people started bringing up bioshock have you played bioshock uh, uh, weirdly enough i've played bioshock infinite okay uh, i do i do remember i played a little of the first one and i i yeah. do recall that he is making an ocean city in that yeah yeah it's a libertarian i haven't played the game either but i'm familiar as an internet person with the basics which is that it's like a libertarian underwater city that goes disastrously long and everybody murders each other right yeah. Um, yeah, that's the basic idea. Um, so I think most people are at least broadly aware of it. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's 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 funny that people would compare libertarians buying a boat, calling it, naming it after the founder of Bitcoin, and then like trying to create a nation with it to Rapture. Because the reality of the situation is that like Rapture in Bioshock, which is that libertarian city, was itself like inspired by about like 60 years of libertarians trying to make cities and boats um in various parts of the open ocean like right. it, yeah like it, 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 it's, it's a satire not that, like it yeah, was made it, as a satire it was made and as a satire yeah so you you wouldn't want to like watch the satire and be like hey that's a good idea i should model it after that yeah uh, it's, it's <laughs> missing the point yeah it's missing the point but it's also funny to me that people are like oh, this is how ridiculous some of these people are that they like inadvertently did the thing that happened in this video game and was like clearly a bad idea. Um, and the reality is that the video game was just kind of making fun of the fact that they keep trying to do this. This is like, this is, this is like two of our lifetimes of a, a certain kind of libertarian trying to make a boat nation and it never works. Um, but it's always very funny. So the history of this, 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 this longstanding to, like drive more than half a century old to like create an habitat in the ocean that libertarians can try their ideas out in that goes back to the golden age of science fiction specifically it goes back to a guy named robert heinlein um heinlein most famously wrote starship troopers um he's also one of the founding fathers of modern libertarian politics he like helped create american style libertarianism um he was a fascinating guy he was kind of like gene roddenberry in that like a number of his his science fiction books at the time were like 
ahead of the curve on things like racial justice and not in a way that is particularly impressive today, but he had like a habit of like, he'd make his protagonists not white dudes, um, but not make it a big deal. It was just like, you know, this, this, this guy's Hispanic and that's just a thing that's going on, which was not super common at the time. Um, Progressive for its time, basically. For its time. There's also some racist as hell stuff in some Heinlein books, but yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not trying, I'm just trying to give you an an idea of like why this guy is, is, uh, stuck out to people. Um, he played around with a lot of libertarian ideas and a lot of really authoritarian ideas. He was a weird, cause like Starship Troopers is like a fascist book. Like it's, it's it, extremely fascist. Um, right. If I recall, <laughs> um, Verhoeven, his interpretation is not what the book intended. It's not a, at it's all. It's making fun of the book. It's a it's mm. and now I know there's talk of making like a another adaptation without that satire. Yeah. And it's like we're I, I think they're going the wrong way with that. Yeah. That definitely. Yeah. Because Verhoeven like heard people describe Starship Troopers, which is the military runs the state, which exists entirely to like service its ability to continue to do violence against these aliens that as far as we know, had no role in provoking like a fight with humanity. Um, and Heinlein or, or uh, Verhoeven heard that and was just like, well, that sounds fascist as hell. I'll guess I'll just make a fascist movie. Um, right. And no one knew I saw, I saw, I didn't screening. get it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a screening of starship troopers where Verhoeven did a Q and a afterwards. Yeah. And he talked about his exasperation where he's like, I literally dressed them like Nazis. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how I could have been studio, clear. Yeah. Like no one, no one realized it. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah, and it's uh, some of what happens with Robert Heinlein is also incredible um, because so in addition to some fascist stuff, Heinlein plays around with a lot of libertarian ideas, which is a big part of why he's remembered today. His book in particular, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, is like a lot of people would consider it a foundational text for like the American libertarian movement. It's a, it's a very influential book. Um, and to kind of describe what happens in the book, I'm going to read a write up of it from The Baffler. Heinlein's own apparent anti-government ethos is channeled through the elderly Peruvian-born professor Prof. Bernardo de La Paz. Prof. is one of uh, among hundreds of outcasts, outlaws, and outsiders inhabiting underground colonies on the moon, or as it's known in the late 21st century, Luna. Prof.'s cheap comrades-in-arms are an Amazonian blonde rabble-rouser, Wyoming knot, and a one-armed computer technician, the narrator hero Manuel Garcia O'Kelly Davis. The ragtag trio spearheads a revolutionary movement to make this ramshackle outpost for the marginalized into a self-governed nation free of the repressive rule of earth so there's like you see why like this this is attractive to people right there's this idea there's a lot of like libertarian politics in it there's also weird stuff like it's a mix of congress is dumb and like governments can't get anything done and also monarchy would be cool um yeah i mean i get the like Every year when I pay taxes, I become yeah. a libertarian for a second. Like, I get it. I understand the government's extremely frustrating, and there's something very appealing mm-hmm. about going off and starting your own thing. I absolutely get it. Yeah, it's like uh, in the DMV, everybody is a libertarian. Or yeah, exactly. Like, you're just ready to burn it all down. Yeah. Um, but no, and what what's interesting there to me is kind of like with Starship Troopers, people take like a weirdly... Like the 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 moon is the harsh mistress is about like people who are part of who are living in a colony that's being oppressed by a government rebelling in order to become independent and seasteading 
which is heavily influenced by this book, is about sailing to the ocean to just hide from the government and and mine Bitcoin. So mm. I think there's a difference. I, I don't think I don't think they're necessarily reading Heinlein right. That said, Robert Heinlein probably would be into seasteading. So perhaps I'm the one that's wrong here. Sure. Um, it also seems like. Uh, never a good policy to like start your belief structure from a fictional book or a work yeah. of fiction because yeah. it's it's not the writer isn't intending it to be something that you're you you take like an instruction manual i assume yep. uh so it just seems like a recipe for disaster in general yeah i mean i'm sure like heinlein was playing with ideas that were interesting to him and that some of which he thought should be instituted like that's pretty common and in fiction with a political edge. But I don't think, I don't think he was um, seeing it as being as influential as it was in the way that it was. I think he'd be bummed that it's mostly been used for people to steal money from other people in order to not build <laughs> boats. I think he would be un- unhappy with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, I think that's fair. Um, so yeah, you can see the influence of the Munishaharsh mistress and, and of Heinlein in general. And like, Elon Musk's plans to colonize Mars, the crypto weirdos mm. making an, an NFT cartoon about apes flying to another planet to set up a colony, like all of this. It, it, it's a common theme in, in libertarian kind of angled fiction ever since. Um, now, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress was published in 1966. And in 1971, a millionaire developer from Las Vegas, a guy named Michael Oliver, attempted to create his own libertarian utopia. So I don't know. We know Michael Oliver was was definitely a Heinlein fan. Uh, I don't know which, which book in particular spurred him on, but I kind of think it's The Moon is the Harsh Mistress. Um, so five years after that gets published, this guy, Michael Oliver, decides he's going to make his own independent libertarian state. And since there was no room on land, he decided to take to the sea. He established what he called the Republic of Minerva on a partially submerged reef near Tonga. It was called the Republic of Minerva because a boat called the Minerva had sunk there. Um, All right. Which That's is a good, a, good start. Yeah, naming it after the last failure that yeah. happened around there. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a little bit of, of a weird call. Yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of land here. It's mostly just like bare reef that's barely above the waterline mm. and sometimes under it, like depending on kind of where the tide is. Um, it's only land in the technical sense of the word. But Oliver decides, like, <laughs> I'm going to take this since it's in the it's in the it's up for grabs. Right. Anyone can own it if nobody <laughs> owns it. Right. No, no one's going to stop him there. They're like, yeah. yeah, sure. Go ahead. That is what he thinks. He gets together two other co-founders who put in funding alongside him. Um, and he, he announces through like magazines and stuff that he's creating a republic. Uh, he said in these ads that he wanted to make, quote, an escape from high taxes, riots, drugs, and crime. Um, Which magazines? Do <laughs> like we know? libertarian wa- magazines. Okay. Yeah, we've got the name of one of them in here. Okay. Um, it is fun because this is right after like um, the, the the Holy Week uprisings after Martin Luther King's murder and, and all of the different kind of protests and riots in the wake of that. So there's there's kind of a little bit of a, of a white supremacy angle here where it's like uh, all the cities are so fucked up because of all the bad things we did to black people. Time to right. take to the ocean. Yeah. I gotta evergreen, escape this evergreen statement that there's always yeah. a little bit of white supremacy mm-hmm. <laughs> in these things. Yes, yeah, subsidies yeah. go in there too. Like, mm-hmm. okay, um, yeah. I want to quote from the website Curbed here about Michael's plans. 
They intended to build a 400-acre artificial island over the reef and turn it into a resort that would sparkle like a jewel in the blue South Pacific, according to one of the Republic of Minerva's self-published newspapers. They hoped to attract tens of thousands of residents and base their governance structure on zero taxes, no welfare, no subsidies, and no economic intervention. A coin collector and a real estate investor, Oliver used much of his own wealth to establish the Republic of Minerva. Soon after sending a declaration of independence, another founder, Morris Davis, built a tower of stones on the reef and planted a flag, a golden torch set against a blue background for the new country on it. Mm. So they got a flag now. They got a little stone tower and a flag. That's step one. You get, your, step you, you one. get your flag there, then you're good to go. <laughs> I do just love that this guy with his experience speculating in real estate and collecting coins is like, I can make a country. Right. <laughs> I, I could be the founding father or something. I got it this. It seems easy enough. It seems I like mean, those founding fathers, they weren't anything. Until I mean, they yeah, were. I mean, honestly, you look at like George Washington and it's uh, like it, it is just kind of some jackass being like, yeah, I yeah. think I could make this work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just a bunch of dudes who hung out mm-hmm. like at a bar. Uh, yeah, it is funny, but you are rules. right. Every country was just founded by a bunch of dudes at a bar. <laughs> right. It's uh, for me, it's with the libertarian stuff. It just always seems like. They're going to accidentally invent government every time, right? Like, funny you should say that, goes. Dave, because that happens yeah. in every one of these stories. So. Yeah, because they're like, how do we pay for things? I don't know. Maybe everybody gives a little bit of money. Like, they mm-hmm. start slowly stumbling on the it's, same conclusions. It, it's the same thing that's happened with cryptocurrency. Is like because all these people get all of their money stolen constantly because right. there's no protections or safeguards, and then there's no recourse if all of your money gets stolen. And so people have like created things like Coinbase and, and crypto com that are places where you store your money and you have a guarantee it'll be protected it's like when Lyft the only thing was is like, like we're getting out of the bank system right it was okay. like lyft was like we're creating shuttles that go from point a to b and everybody pays a little bit and it's like do you mean a bus mm-hmm. are you talking about a bus yeah but more expensive yeah <laughs> that's the 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 genius innovations of liberty it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, just once, I would like to see some libertarians innovate in their community, but I don't know, uh, filling in potholes um, or altering the speed limits on on an interstate that has speed traps. Um, go go do something. You don't have to. Don't, don't just go. Don't don't try to make another boat city. It's not going to work anyway. Whatever. Yeah. So the founders of the Republic of Minerva, after they they get their flag up and everything, hire an Australian boat to fill the reefs up with up with sand. And their plan is just to dump sand on these shallow reefs until there's land. Right. That's the idea. Right. That's um, certainly how I do it. But yeah, I'm that not, makes sense. You know. Yeah. They wanted to get it to about eight feet above sea level, um, and they figured that if they could create 15 acres of actual land, that would be enough to convince investors that they were legitimate and thus get enough money to raise up to 2,500 acres. So like, we're going to make 15 acres, and we'll use that as our proof of concept. And then once people realize how much money is being made in having a barren island of free enterprise... <laughs> <laughs> with no resources other than sand, um, oh, they'll come crawl. Uh, they'll cut. The money will pour in. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. There's no taxes. Is there fresh water? Well, no. Can you can you grow food? <laughs> Not really. Is there shopping? <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's no taxes. Yeah, yeah. Look at all this land we got. Mm-hmm. We can play like volleyball and stuff. Yeah. It's cool. Tax free, baby. Yeah. Um, that said, like, there's ways it might have worked, especially if it actually had, if they'd got somehow gotten you in recognition and if rich people could just claim to live there and not pay taxes. Like, I could see how this could be a money making scheme. And it might have been a money making scheme that worked, if not for one thing. 
the existence of other countries. No, oh, no. That was the one those, thing they didn't take into account. So damn other countries. These 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 barren shoals that they're trying to pile sand onto are a little, uh, you know, I think just a couple of miles off the coast of Tonga, which is an island in the South Pacific, an island that has a government, Dave, and a military. Right. And As Tonga sees these foreigners creating what like a, 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 looks like they're trying to create a new country right outside <laughs> of Tonga on land that uh, on land that, like their naval vessels patrol and is like well we're not really okay with this it's like uh, i'm imagining like looking through binoculars like uh, yeah. i better call somebody about uh, this you got to do something about this huh if you don't if you don't get rid libertarians if you don't get rid of them quickly you're just yeah. going to have a nest of the bastards ah <laughs> oh, darn we got libertarians <laughs> wait social or free market no free market god yeah. damn it get the brooms out let's get shoo the them spray away. yeah the libertarian spray uh are they at least mutualists no god damn it yeah um so the the head of state of tonga sent them a letter basically being like we're not gonna let you set up an empire on our doorstep that's that's not okay so yeah. the first thing tonga does is they start airdropping just random boxes of aid supplies onto the the reef in order to establish ownership right like if our government provides a service to this barren reef then clearly it's part of our territory <laughs> that's also like a really good way to insult libertarians i feel like it's like mm-hmm. here have some help and mm-hmm. they're like we don't want help god damn it like also, that's of them what were a there. flex oh okay <laughs> no nobody's there at the time maybe some crabs so they, maybe look, some crabs got some free food out of this yeah this is absurd on the side of tonga too because they're literally just being like well okay let's drop random supplies on this island with a population of zero then it's ours suddenly like right again like cryptocurrency does kind of accurately get across to people like yeah money is nonsense like it's all right. it's all it's all a fucking con game we're all larping yeah at, so at so are time, actual yeah. governments to be yeah. fair like y- you see it in this where they're like oh they're saying that's theirs well we never cared about this piece of nothing before but now let's drop some random crap on it so it's ours <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny um so uh, th- this did not succeed in dissuading the libertarians. They still continued mm. to claim that they were a republic. And so in June of 1971, the king of Tonga used his military to officially seize the land, which again, had nobody on it. The dream of the Republic of Minerva died. But the grift did not die, because grifts are eternal. Michael mm. Oliver started minting coins for his country after it was taken back by the Tongan government in order to raise funds to... I guess reconquer it. It was kind of unclear what the money was for. <laughs> like, I was gonna say, so are you going like to invade Tonga? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What is step two here, buddy? It, you know what that feels like to me is that he had a really good idea for coins, mm-hmm. and then they threw this in front of him, and he wasn't going to change his plan. Yeah, he wasn't so going to stop was making like, coins. Yeah, hey. I had I have cool designs for coins. I'm going to do them no matter what. He had uh, he had gold coins for seventy five dollars and silver coins for thirty five dollars. Um, and I should note now that these are Minerva dollars, 75 Minerva dollars, um, and 35 <laughs> Minerva dollars. So I don't know the actual value. I'm not certain of the exchange rate. Right. This is um, like when, uh, Usher, was it Usher who was handing out his own Usher bucks? At, yes. Uh, yeah. That sounds like Usher. These are Usher bucks. So he advertised these, these Minerva dollars, um, as late as 1975 in austere publications, 
like the Libertarian Review. So mm. the Tongan government takes them out in 71. In 75, he's ta- selling Minerva dollars under the tagline, the world's most unusual new country, inspiration for the most unique metal coin ever minted. Mm. Yeah. It is unusual so, to have yeah, a country he, with no people that gets immediately conquered. That That guess, is not common. Yeah, I'm not sure how else you'd sell it by being yeah. like, this is fucking weird, right? Yeah. You want a piece of this? Yeah, we made some calls, didn't we? Yeah. That said, if anyone can find any Republic of Minerva coinage, um, I would love that. Uh, yeah. I, they come up online for sale sometimes, but I haven't found any recently. I feel like, ironically, they're now worth a lot because... It's probably like just, a problem, like how expensive they are, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're probably just a collector's item. Yeah, um, collectors for fans of horribly failed grifts. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't get one yeah. just for fun to have it like <laughs> on on my shelf or something and have a little story there. Yeah, I, I have it. a friend who got very excited to buy an Enron mug, you know? It's just, yep. <laughs> yeah, some of the some things are exciting. Yep. Um, yeah, so, uh, moving on from there, um, I, I, I should make a note, because we're starting with the Republic of Minerva, which I think is the first example of the thing we're talking about today, but there is one other thing that kind of happened around the same time that and might And before count. you get to that, it is time, it is time for, you know... Our, are you interrupting me to make us go to ads, Sophie, just I, for capitalism's sake? Just for mm. capitalism's sake, and so that we can well, stay in our houses, yes. I, I do love staying in my house. All right. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless, when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com behind. That's mintmobile.com behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower, above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. 
Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, I do love a good house. Um, I love a bad house. Just a big fan of houses. Mm-hmm. Um, house music. Oh, so good. Oh, perfect. House mm-hmm. MD, the TV show. Oh, also yeah. Good. Yeah, great. Great, great, uh, great vehicle for um, Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie, that's his name. Yeah. I'm not seeing him in a minute. Yeah, what happened to him? Oh. You know, there's an episode with Jeremy Renner in house. Oh no, I'd oh. forgotten. Goodness, yeah. I remember this. It's all coming back to me. Oh, yeah, God, what a tragedy. Mm. Um, so. We're going to talk now about the Republic of Sealand, which is kind of, it, it, it happened right around the same time as the Republic of Minerva. Um, I kind of think Republic of Minerva is more, the Republic of Sealand isn't quite a libertarian thing. It's weird. Um, all right, we'll Sealand? just talk about it. Yeah. I've always Sealand. wanted to go to Sealand. I actually, I would a long to time yeah. ago, I wrote a screenplay with mm-hmm. Sealand in it, and I did a lot of research that I now completely forget. Oh, um, well. I, it's a principality. It's a, isn't it a principality? It is a principality. The principality of Sealand was established on an old Royal Navy platform uh, that was built during World War II to like protect shipping. So it's it's not uh, uh, not even shoals. It's just like this big metal looks a little bit like a tiny oil derrick kind of situation built in in the ocean in order to uh, uh, put guns on it to shoot things. And after the war, the British take the guns away, and it's just this platform. And you might think, well, didn't the British Navy own it? No, because they illegally built uh, built it in inter- in foreign a foreign country's waters or in international waters. Sorry, it, it, and you can't you're not allowed to weaponize international waters. So the Royal Navy builds this this platform, and they're like, uh, and then the war ends, and the other countries are like, you know, it's an international crime for you to have that. And since you built it to fight Nazis, nobody's going to say anything, but you should probably bounce. So the Royal Navy leaves this platform, um, and in 1965 um the uk has all these really harsh laws about what can be played on the radio and not so in the 60s and 70s there's a bunch of pirate radio stations that will like take to the sea and illegally broadcast music that can't be played normally in the uk and See, one of that's these cool that that's fucking rad that's as hell just like pump up the volume this, man this story like, yeah the principality of sealand there's some rad shit here because it first gets inhabited when a pirate radio crew in 1965 occupies the platform um, 
And it looks like a couple of them get in there. And in September of 1967, a British citizen and radio pirate named Roy Bates occupies it and while he's broadcasting illegal music from it, declares it an independent principality. Um, there's a whole fun story here. Mercenaries get involved at one point. There's like a civil war in Sealand, basically, yep. and a government in exile. Um, a lot of a lot of wild shit happens in Sealand. Um, it's not really a libertarian. It's not a super political thing. Like from what I yeah. recall, they do like online gambling now. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I, it's it's more of like. It's more of what I can get behind, which is like, yeah. look at this thing that's just out there that no one owns. Yeah. Let's brick up the place and like do stuff. There's not a pretension that they're like experimenting with a new frontier in civilization. They're like, hey, if we take over this thing in the middle of the ocean that no one owns, we can broadcast songs without paying and gamble, which right. I, I, like, I am entirely supportive of. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if a bunch of libertarians showed up, they'd be like, yeah. no, we're full. Like, yeah. I don't think they want to build anything. Yeah, they're we're like, not in this for got, your revolution, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we got here before you. Too bad. Leave, yeah. you know? And Roy dies. His, I think his kids are now running everything. Like, it's basically like a gimmick branding opportunity for the family. I'd call it, it's, there's a roadside attraction vibe to it, even though obviously yeah. getting there is a nightmare. Um, so, yeah, you've got Sealand, you've got the Republic of Minerva, late 60s, early 70s. But for obvious reasons, the libertarian dream of taking to the sea to avoid regulation, it was clearly present that early, but it had to wait until the Internet age to really take off. You know, people try this back in the day, but it just it's really hard to build mm -hmm. a libertarian boat city without modern technological resources. I should say it's hard to grift people into crowdfunding a libertarian boat city that never gets yeah. built. It's that idea Without that there's resources. like, right, there's like, there's probably like a couple thousand people who will buy your grift. The yeah. problem is they're spread out throughout yeah. the world. They're, there's not many the, in each town. Right. And the internet has made it, you know, instead of being the person going town to town selling tonics and whatnot, yeah. you can just like blast it out on Twitter and then they, they all come to you. Yeah. Otherwise you'd have to go person to person and ask like, hey, has anything bad ever happened to you? And then mm -hmm. if they say no, say, I got a deal for you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You seem like a trusting little lamb. <laughs> so in 1995, a guy named Howard Turney was, he claims, and he's a liar, so he take that with a bit. He's, okay, he's, good to know. He says that for years before 95, he'd had a dream of like following in the footsteps of the Republic of Minerva, but, but getting it right and creating like an independent nation or an independent community in the ocean that could abide by libertarian principles. And in 1995, he's hanging out in the Caribbean Sea and he finds an, a nice stretch of unusually shallow water that's in international waters. So it's underwater, but it's shallow. So with enough sand, you could actually like build an island out there. It's kind of his idea. Mm -hmm. um, so he says he finds this in 1997, and he decides to raise up new land and establish a utopia. Now, right around this same time, I'm not sure if the desire to fund uh, the creation of a new island utopia came first, or if this came first, but he changes his name to Lazarus Long. Um, oh my god. Yeah, that is that is a porn star name. And Yeah, I was about um, to say, and he's not doing porn? Come on, no, man. no. He changes it to Lazarus Long because Lazarus Long, in addition to being obviously a porn name, is an homage to a Robert Heinlein book. Uh. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote from an article independent uh, from the, in the Independent explaining uh, Howard Turney's uh, thinking here. 
He decided there were too many Howard Turneys around, and anyway, as he puts it, Prince Lazarus has a ring to it. He took his new name from a character in Time Enough for Love, a novel by the American science fiction author, author Robert Heinlein. I admired his philosophy. It was so close to my own philosophy, he says of his fictional antecedent. The Lazarus Long of Heinlein's epic saga is centuries old and lives in a world where aging is a thing of the past. His philosophy amounts to a series of pro-individualistic slogans that can fairly easy, easily be said to represent the thinking of the man who created them. Heinlein coined the phrase, there ain't no such thing as a free lunch, and among his other catchy aphorisms are, all men are created unequal, taxes are not levied for the benefit of the taxed, and beware of altruism, it is based on self-deception, the root of all evil. Huh. Yeah. So, okay, so going back to, so Lazarus Long, Long. you mentioned there about people like living forever, and like that's what that's what's yeah, going on, right? The Lazarus, like that was a that's a reference to like Jesus resurrecting people. Yeah, for sure. And then long as in long. Yeah, <laughs> like he was a long, look, just a long, you know, like long Dave, life. He just wanted to make sure he had that double in, like, in the golden age of science fiction, <laughs> subtlety had not yet been invented. <laughs> we, we hadn't we hadn't cracked the nut on being subtle. So Yeah every character i mean let's be fair the We're founding the founding fiction piece for a cyberpunk the, the most influential piece of science fiction in in decades was hero protagonist yeah yeah no i mean two yeah. of the biggest sci-fi things is star wars yeah, and star it, trek yeah and the one both of which leave very little space. to the imagination yeah and the yeah. one where they explore in space mm -hmm. it's yeah we're not good at that, but like what? at the same time, it sells, it works. So yeah, you don't need to be. Look, if the if the story's good, people will forgive a shitty title. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't read this Heinlein book. Maybe it was good. Mm -hmm. So before his name change, Howard had been a small town kid from Bowie, Arizona, who'd worked briefly as a cowboy before becoming an entrepreneur. He had definite narcissist vibes. Telling an interviewer once, it took me a few years to realize that I had more intelligence than the average person and more imagination. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> Because he speaks to all of the guys who try this, and literally all of their experiments in creating new nations are the same and all in the same way. So I love the fact that he's like, yeah. I'm more imaginative than the average person. I mean, it's You're one of the biggest the red grip, flags. Buddy. Yeah. Like, if anybody's like, I'm smarter and more imaginative than most people, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to walk the other yeah. way now. <laughs> we don't need to be having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So Howard was a successful businessman. He made money in the restaurant industry and then started marketing products for grocery stores. He farmed shrimp. He repaired and sold generators. He just, like, makes a bunch of different businesses. And then in July of 1990, when he's 59, he reads a report in the New England Journal of Medicine about HGH, or human growth hormone. Mm. Um, and the study showed that World War II vets injected with HGH lost body fat and gained muscle mass. So Howard starts selling G HGH. Like, he's, he's like, selling steroids basically to people this is right. the thing that like joe rogan takes um and uh he he sells it for like 18 months before the pharmaceutical industry realizes there's profit to be made um and starts like selling them officially um so howard like gets builds a clinic in mexico um in order to sell hgh to bodybuilders excellent so and the then, pharmaceutical company yeah. was like wait hold on there wait, you can't do you that can make money off this We're people will buy this that. shit yeah yeah um 
yeah, so he gets rich selling HGH as one of the first people selling HGH. Um, so it's exciting that like supplements have been with with us for a while in the libertarian space. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he Prince Lazarus uh, again. That's how he's known when the oh story starts. God. I know it's amazing. Pays four hundred thousand dollars of his HGH money uh, into the new Utopia project, as he calls it, which is his plan to build an island in the shallow part of the Caribbean. Uh, he estimates the total project will cost two hundred and sixteen million dollars. So. Like literally every other dude in our story, and yeah, they're all dudes, he starts mm-hmm. trying to raise money to fund this. Um, he raises it through what's called the New Utopia Development Trust, which he registered in Belize because they don't make you pay taxes. Sure. Uh, when journalists would question whether or not this was all just a grift, he would assure them that neither he nor his governors were members of the trust, which he said was independent and would only give a small percentage of construction costs to members of the government, which mm. I'm sure was completely true. I was going to um, say, seems on the level, totally on the level nothing weird here new utopia gets off the ground right around the same time as another very dumb project called oceania uh which was another floating libertarian city that started raising money to build itself in the early 1990s right around the kind of the same time as new utopia i haven't found much about oceania uh it never got off the ground as more than a website so i'm not going to talk about it in detail other than to reference how the prince you have to call him the prince, responded when a libertarian writer asked him why Oceania hadn't gone anywhere. So basically, these two start around the same time. One of them fails. A guy interviewing Prince Lazarus is like, hey, why do you think it failed? And Lazarus says, the problem was that it was conceived by a bunch of radical militiamen. Everything was going to be legal. You could carry an anti-tank gun down the street if you wanted, and they were going to have dueling made lawful. Now, who is going to invest their money in something like this, where some drunk challenges you to a duel and kills you? There's not much incentive there. Mm. feels like he's circling the point mm-hmm. like it's that thing of like yeah we can't make it free for everybody yeah all the time we ha- there has to be like limits set and then it's the question of well by who yeah uh, and it's like well those people were clowns i'm the i'm extremely intelligent and creative yeah and it's i'm I'm not i'm not obviously My coming from the perspective Lazarus. of that like the only way to have a society is with like a top-down government but you 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 do have to think about it more than like everyone can just do everything and it's, it's well what yeah. do you do if someone starts killing people you have to have an answer to that question like and right it says a lot that none of these none when these guys find themselves asked that question none of them propose anything new they just wind up recreating the government um as it exists so it's like well you don't actually have any ideas you just don't want to be told what to do but when you're angry at someone else you just do government shit again they want to be at the top it reminds me a lot of when people are like back in the day are like this forum is bullshit i'm going to create my own forum and then they end up doing all the same stuff yeah because it's just that they want to be in charge uh and that's that's how you make 4chan like it's just uh it's 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 just like you either, if you do complete lawlessness, it's very hard to maintain that, right? You have uh, to like, you have to have an idea about what you want to replace the laws. And if right. your only idea is, I don't think I should have to pay taxes and and should be able to sleep with 12 year olds, um, then your society is not going to have, you're not going to have anything ready other than, well, I guess I'll do what I just left when a problem right. happens. It's yeah. it's it feels the same as starting a cult because yeah it, well it kind of is yeah. it is yeah because it's always like if I would be fine if someone was like look I just don't want to be bothered I'm yeah. gonna go into the woods and I'm gonna live 
off the land or in this case off the ocean and i won't bother you and you don't bother me the problem is that then it becomes this whole thing where they, they like want other people there and they think they think that they can make some sort of new government and it it it's like depressing to say it's like yeah it's all sort of we've we've thought it all up yeah that's and, the th- that's the thing if you if you're not coming to it with like here is if you're only saying i don't think these things should be present but you're not saying i think we should do this instead then yeah. you don't actually have an idea you're just angry because things that exist are imperfect um I think there's there's a if all if these guys are being like, hey, we're going to start a new society in the sea and here's how we're going to deal with violence and here's what what, how we're going to decide what's restricted and here's going to be the community accountability. Okay, well, maybe that'll work. You guys clearly have an idea other than I don't want to pay taxes or have subsidies. Yeah. Yeah. If you're creating some sort of. Yeah, com- communal system where everybody. But yeah, this feels if you very just much have a plan, right? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It feels very much the idea that they their ideas stop short of I want to be in power. Like, yeah. it, it's still it feels like a power grab. Yeah, um, I think it's yeah. The hope is I think well I think for most of them it's just like trying to make money. But yeah, I think for a lot of people it's the idea that like well i i'm i got in too late to wind up ahead in where i came from but if i create a new place out of the sea then i can be the king there or right. literally the prince and again i feel like we've all had that instinct sure uh to take to the sea or to go in the woods and be like you know what I'll, i'm gonna stop all of this i'm just but then once you if you get into that scenario then it's like oh no <laughs> how do i actually survive yeah. doing this? i mean when i bought 1300 acres in idaho and then cut off all of the power and internet access to that small town um Mm -hmm. i thought it was going to be simple uh but it turns out people need all sorts of things you don't it sounds simple yeah it does sound simple um but my god for one thing dave i don't know if you know how expensive it is but digging six foot holes uh the size of a human body real mm-hmm. problem anyway um, and if you get other people people are real whiners about that stuff oh, they too. hate digging corpse holes yeah um and they you get pissed just because you blocked food from any what would it's a it's a real problem but the yeah. point is i thought about it more than these guys did um because mm-hmm. i didn't have to already make land because there's lots of idaho uh, right yeah so and who gives a shit about that land yeah you can go out there and just do whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. for a while and then for and a then, while and then you know the it's authorities get so involved far, yeah. okay good that's well, good to know yeah there 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 are some laws knocking um, on the door so yeah the, the, but what we just talked about is like this thing you notice a bunch is that like they don't they always default to doing things the way they're done in the world they left when a problem occurs and they don't have the only ideas like political theory ideas that they seem to want to institute are like not paying taxes. Um, and in fact, Prince Lazarus was one of the most blatant about this. He bragged that new utopia would quote out Cayman the Caymans as a place to hide wealth. So he was <laughs> very open about this is just for rich people as to use as a tax shelter. Um, Citizens of New Utopia would pay no taxes, just a $1,500 five-year bond that both buys you citizenship and promise to pay 9.5% annual interest to the bearer. So you're an investor if you're a citizen. Um, Mm. So that's good. No way that could wind up with a situation that becomes slavery, like if people who (laughs) come there and don't have the bonds have to pay in labor. I don't know. A number of ways I could see that going. Oh, yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. 
In interviews, the prince compared this positively to the $55,000 a person had to pay in order to become a citizen of Belize for tax purposes, which is a thing you only know when you've become the citizen of another nation for tax purposes. <laughs> Lazarus's goal was to get 4,000 citizens to fund startup costs, and by t- the time The Independent interviewed him in 1997, he had almost 500 backers. So, you know... That's half a million dollars, more than half a million dollars. Yeah, it's not bad. Six, seven hundred thousand. So if he actually did invest four hundred thousand, he's got a good rate of return already. That was the year Prince Lazarus began agitating for UN membership for his country, which oh, again t- had too no far, people. Man. Or yeah, like, yeah, he's he's trying. Um, he, <laughs> oh he my cl- goodness, <laughs> dude! <he> claimed- like. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just have some land first, and like <laughs> that's, like that build is literally some what the UN says. Yeah, the it's UN is like, like we would on. consider your membership if there was land with people on it, which yeah. is our our requirement for a country. That's fair. I think that's more than fair from yeah, the UN. I, yeah, I, I think so. Because otherwise, you're not going to be able to get anything done as the UN. People are going to be trying to make everything into a country. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd be doing it left and right. And I would say land with people on it is a pretty good line. If you're like def- minimum characteristics of a nation, yeah. land with people on it. We'll start. We'll start there, and then yeah. we'll ask some more questions and see. Yeah, that, like, I think that, there's is, more you could do. Yeah. Is it your land? <laughs> is, is it, it owned land? by another government? Do the people know you're making them into a country? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are the people aware? Any um, atrocities you're planning yeah. on committing? Yeah, <laughs> write the number of genocides you plan to commit next to this. <laughs> And listen, if it's more than one, that's okay. A lot of countries have done a, a lot of most countries really are on the yeah. three to five there's point. This, there's that instinct to put a zero, but it's like yeah. we're more concerned with you being honest at this yeah, it's, point. It's like if you put nothing on your customs declaration coming into the U.S., like you can right. get away with a lot of shit if you're like, yeah, I bought some stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, I came through customs once and he asked if I brought any illegal drugs and I answered with, I don't remember, which is not the right answer. It turns out. Oh, dang. Uh, but I was just being honest. Because <laughs> uh, I hadn't slept in a very long time. Because of the illegal drugs you took out with you. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of illegal drugs, you know what time it is, You know Robert? who else sells illegal drugs, Dave? <laughs> oh, no. All sorts of people, I imagine. Namely, the products and services that support this podcast. Mmm. Delicious. Well... Here's hardcore drug use. Mm. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. 
Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Uh we're back and we Good are ads. we we just smuggled some shit into the country, then some shit out of the country, then we kind of we kind of squ- square danced with the country a little bit. Um yeah. it's been it's been good good times. So <laughs> Prince Lazarus decides Tonga sent their military in to take the last libertarian island nation that we tried to establish. I don't want that to happen to me. So I'm gonna get UN membership, then I can't be invaded. Um, famously a thing that happens when you're in the UN. Right. You don't, you don't get invaded. Um, but that, that's what he decides to do. And he de- he starts trying to raise money from libertarians saying, I need $100 million before the UN will accept me as a country. That mm. is not how it works. Yeah, I was going to say, do they, do, you, do they take bribes? Is that the yes, idea? The, just like anybody with $100 million bucks, you get to be... Fucking oh every billionaire would have a country if that Absolutely. was the way it worked. Like, it would be nothing to them. Elon Musk would have like 30 each based off of meme coins. He I would do be, love He the, would be issuing passports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the idea that the UN takes bribes. It's <laughs> just amazing. like $100 million bucks. <laughs> Not even just like if, if it's just the right clerk, you slip him a hundred dollars. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll write yeah, you, you guys down are in a country. country. <laughs> I'm just imagining a shady UN guy in a fucking uh, a trench coat in the alleys mm-hmm. of New York. Hey, you want to start a country? <laughs> Could make it real well, easy yes. for you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a good grift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so he 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 announces this. He starts raising money, and the UN sends a response, being like, "We'll consider your membership when there's evidence that there's literally anything there." Um, this pisses off Prince Lazarus, and he lashes out, telling a reporter that he didn't want to be in the UN anyway. "Quote: oh, They're trying no. to implement worldwide banking rules and regulations that are not in keeping with the philosophy of New Utopia. Plus, they have a refugee policy for all their members. As a new little country, I." I cannot afford boatloads of people from Central America or Cuba or Haiti coming to my shores because I have no welfare system and I have no plans to have a welfare system. You also don't have shores. Yeah. 
<laughs> you don't have a lot of things, buddy. There's, there's, there's actually nothing that you have. <laughs> it really seems like you're just mm-hmm. a guy who's <laughs> calling himself a country and running around and, and, and just like sort of so refugees. Absolutely not. Yeah. We're going to put up my credenza. Yeah. It kind of seems like we need to call like your family and see yeah. if they could come get you. <laughs> it would be funny if the, if the UN had accepted him, but then just started sending refugees to his house. <laughs> Look, man, until you get ashore, you got to put these people somewhere. Uh, he's just got a boxes of currency <laughs> and refugees. Oh, amazing. Lazarus had another plan to make his city profitable. Unrestricted medical testing on humans. His sure. HGH business had gotten eaten away when Big Pharma hopped on the HGH train. And so Lazarus next got interested in anti-aging medication. When he was interviewed in 1997, he told the reporter that he had secret knowledge of upcoming anti-aging developments. Quote, there are things on the horizon that people today can only dream about. We are not that far from being able to live multiples of what we look at now as the human lifespan. His name is Lazarus. His name is like, Lazarus. Oh, my goodness. And it's the same. Peter Thiel is also really into immortality. It's a bunch of, like, rich white dudes who are scared of death and even more scared that someone at any point might tell them what to do. Or just that they might not be able to act with complete impunity and never consider other people or society. Like, right. that's the thing that's most offensive to them. I, I think part of the the money disease is that, like... For example, if you were to say, hey, what if I sold books online and you happen to be the first person to do that, you think that every idea you have from then on is amazing. When the reality is just that you did a thing first and it was easy for you because you were in the right place for it and ideas and like expansion seems easy in their minds. And so it feels like it's a lot of people who want to cut corners. Uh who got successful once and assume it's always going to be like that. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure the, the cave person who invented fire for the first time, like got a lot of clout for a little while and then tried some other experiment that ended with them, like catching their dick on fire and dying. Also, Um, I'm guessing people at the time were like, you didn't invent fire. Like the lightning hit that tree over there and you grabbed the fire. Like you, you know, you just were the first, you're the damn first. Yeah. it would be funny, this, the, the sight of a caveman with like a burning branch with a wildfire in the background being like, look, <laughs> if you guys, if you guys all invest, I can make this like this. You, there's no end to how big this thing could get. Oh, yeah. This fire could really spread. <laughs> this fire could really spread. <laughs> all the kids love on the uncontrolled wildfire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They kind of do. They kind of do. So, um, yeah, he, uh, he claimed that basically, so the claim he starts making is that there's a bunch of miracle anti-aging drugs that are totally ready for people to take and can cure death, but the damn FDA won't let him get approved. Um, right. Mm. And so new utopia, what'll make it profitable is once they get this Island built, you can sell these unapproved drugs to anybody. Um, <laughs> and that'll, that'll, that, so he's like, that's why I think rich people will invest because they want my anti-aging drugs. Right. <laughs> God, it just um, keeps getting better and better. Yeah, it's it's very funny. Yeah. Um, 
Next, from The Independent, quote, Later this year, if everything goes to plan, a construction company will begin pouring piles at 30-foot intervals into these virgin reefs. Then precast concrete platforms will be placed on top of them. And on top of these, a city will be erected. Plans for the initial stage of development include 1,200 apartments, a 350,000-square-foot shopping mall, five hotels, a bank, a 150,000-square-foot medical center, a casino, a convention center, and a university offering scholarships to students from every country in the world. There will be no taxes in New Utopia, with the single exception of an import duty tax on consumable goods, nor will there be any kind of welfare system. A constitutional sovereignty, the country will be run by a board of governors appointed by the prince himself. Currently, these governors are scattered all over the world, awaiting the time when they can formally take up their posts. All of them, the prince told me, are experts in their chosen fields. Really wish we knew who those guys were. Oh, God, yeah. Imagine going out into the world with a degree from New Utopia Community College. (laughs) And being like, no, it's a real thing. Thing, trust me my guess and it, 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 I, I i would i would wager to bet that of the governors who are experts in their field he hired to run his his country not one of them knew how to do things with sewage absolutely like, not. I, I'm, yeah. I'm just certain there was no one there were no thoughts given to like well what about all the poop <laughs> yes i i really get in like that that vibe that they would build the city and then they'd be like wait what do we put under this? Like they, they, they would not have started there. Yeah. At all. I, 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 my guess is that they would have just shat straight into the ocean and like mm-hmm. killed all of the sea around it and formed like this disease filled poop bog that the oh, libertarians. Yeah. yeah. I think that, well, that's, that's my what guess. the ocean It's right there. I get it. Is I right get there. it. You I just get walk it. into the ocean, do your business and walk mm-hmm. out. That it would be the benefit of living at sea. It's self-cleaning. Yep. So the first phase of construction is uh, was scheduled to be completed uh, by the start of September um, and uh, of September 1999. And on December, the country's first birthday celebrations were going to be held. Um, it would start with the cla- the crowning of Prince Lazarus. Uh, then he would <laughs> bestow titles on those who had helped create the new nation. Oh. Uh, there would be celebrity guests and an inaugural speedboat grand prix. Um, so they had a lot of they had a lot of ambitions um oh my goodness they sure did yeah they they really did um but of course new utopia never got off the ground the securities and exchange commission eventually declared it a fraudulent nationwide internet scheme and this is like 97 so this is a a really groundbreaking fraudulent on uh, internet scheme like not a lot of precursors at that point really (laughs) i love that it's like we have downgraded your new utopia to internet scheme yeah to fraudulent (laughs) internet scheme the stark difference between what he's selling and what it actually is is pretty amazing it's extremely funny um yeah the sec ruled that there was like no evidence he'd even tried to figure out how to construct the project like i don't even think lazarus long ever wanted to make this he just wanted to get a bunch of money um now the fact that the SEC, like, if he was real, the fact that the SEC had declared it a fraud should not have stopped him if he was really motivated to make this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, he had told a reporter in 1997 that there is nothing, no law that can stop me. If for some reason it's slowed down or postponed, I'll still make it happen. It's something that needs to happen. Lazarus Long died in 2012 at age 88, unable to obtain the immortality drugs he desperately needed because he'd never gotten his country built, Dave. That's a shame, man. It's a real tragedy. Imagine yeah, the if frustration. Yeah, only got that country going. Yeah, that's probably his last thought. Yeah, if, if only, only I'd I got gotten my the utopia started. Maybe yeah. that's what was going through his daughter, Elizabeth Henderson's head, when in 2017, she announced that she was restarting New Utopia, oh. and that the project would have a completed floating city by 2021. That's heartbreaking. Now, Dave, 
as we record this, we've still got about six, seven weeks left in 2021, so she could pull it out. She could pull she this could. out. She could make Honestly, it happen. I have more sympathy for her, uh, and you know, if I can help in any way, I can. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll help with this floating city. It's fine. Yeah, she she probably had a lot to deal with. I'm guessing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking like you're raised in that environment and then you you yeah. probably love your your father and Most you want to honor them and it's like I'm getting into the family business. Yeah. Um or it's I'm getting into the family business of committing stealing fraud money online. from libertarians. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably what it actually is, but I like I like to hope she's a true believer and is yes. like I'm going to make this floating city, goddamn it. Yeah. Um so yeah, 1997 is when the New Utopia project like both started and blew up. Um, it was also the year that the first boat-borne libertarian sea nation concept really got started. So you had these guys trying to make platforms and islands and stuff in the middle of the ocean. Now we're going to have some libertarians. They're like, what if a boat was a country? Um, they're just like, guys, we've had boats this whole time. Yeah. What, why don't <laughs> boats we already do exist. That? Let's make one a country. Yeah. The freedom ship was the dream of an engineer named Norman Nixon. In the early 1990s, right around the same time as Lazarus found his shoals, Norman had, Norman had the brilliant and totally original idea to create a, a planned community on an island outside of the U.S. Unfortunately, wars kept breaking out around the islands that he wanted to choose, so he was unable to pick any of them. Norman decided then to build his own damn island. He brought on specialists to help him sell this idea, including a marketing director who asked him, if we're going to build an island and we're going to put some houses on it, then why not make it move? <laughs> oh my goodness i just you know you're talking about reinventing the government just like working back from island to boat <laughs> yeah i also love okay i gotta create a government i need a marketing director yeah, That's like yeah. <laughs> top of the list top of the list <laughs> yeah and yeah this is just cruise ships mm -hmm. which are which are terrible are terrible horrible for places the for horrible people yeah yeah uh and it's like just go on a cruise, just 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 become like a waiter on a cruise line, yeah. and you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, as this will end, I think the visions a lot of these people put forward of life in their sea utopias. I would prefer to be a waiter on a cruise ship, knowing full well that's about the worst job on planet Earth. Oh yeah. Um, so. Norman decided his new his new nation would live aboard a ship, um, but not just any ship. He announced through the same kind of libertarian magazines and online spaces as, as the other people did. He announced that he was going to build the largest boat in human history. It was going to be 4,300 feet long and 25 stories high, six times larger than any ship ever built. Norman uh, put the price tag for this project at a lean six billion dollars, which feels mm. like a bargain. Yeah, I guess if he got it, if he got mm -hmm. that six billion, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, why not? So the idea was brilliantly unhinged. Norman said the <laughs> ship would never dock. It would never get close to the, to, it would never get closer than 12 miles away from the shore. So it would always be within international waters, never crossing inside the legal boundaries of any nation. People mm -hmm. would only be able to reach it by boat shuttles or airplanes. It was going to have an airport on it also. Um, yeah. Yeah, just the biggest, a mile-long boat. I mean, Condos how else aboard. is he going to escape with all that money when it <laughs> yeah, all goes crashing all down? You're going to have the biggest boat ever. Yeah. Um, condos aboard would start at $425,000 with a $1,000 monthly maintenance fee because in this libertarian utopia, you're not allowed to fix your own home. Norman Ugh. estimated 24,000 units would be on the ship, and he was sure that once he'd sold that many, he'd have enough cash to actually 
build it. And and by right. the way, again, it's worth noting, he's not just talking about building a boat. He's talking about like the most significant construction project in human history, like an yeah. order of magnitude more complicated than the tallest building ever made. Right. He's um, talking about the most amazing thing. Yeah. In, yeah. In a mile long ship that can created. grow its own food. And yeah. like, all it needs is the money first. Yeah. It's just a money yeah. problem. Good deal. Good deal. So Wired actually interviewed Norman over this, and best of all, they brought in experts to analyze how realistic his claims were. Quote, I don't imagine that people would buy this and would live on this thing for the rest of their lives. They would see it as a sort of vacation home. I could see a lot of criminals buying condos, said Gene Feldman, an an oceanographer with the NASA Goddard Space Flight Center. Based on his own experiences living on ships in small islands, Feldman said, It's very different living in an environment where you have very definite boundaries. You can see the extent of your world, and that does something to your brain after a while. You lose your sense of time and space. Oh, no. He's just like, I don't think they're thinking about what it would be like to live forever on a boat that never gets closer than 12 miles to shore. <laughs> they're creating their own prison. Yeah, like, you're making thing. a floating prison for everybody. <laughs> Going back to Waterworld, that's not a cheery look at the future. No. Like, us all living in the ocean would be exhausting. Yeah, there's a lot that you have to... People aren't supposed to be in the ocean, as you so astutely noted, Dave. So it you literally, have to adapt a lot to it. Yeah, it literally pushes us out of it every mm-hmm. time we try to go in. It, it doesn't want us... We it, we can't drink it. It's filled with monsters. Mm-hmm. Leave it alone. Leave Just it be. leave it alone. Leave it alone. Toss some car batteries into it and get on yeah. with your day. <laughs> Give it a car battery or two. Mm-hmm. For uh, the eels. Uh, yeah. For yeah. the eels. Yeah, exactly. Or the dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever they want to do with it. It's their car battery now. You know? Yeah. Like, Once it hits the ocean, they own it. Um, yeah. Which, if, that, if we actually made that law, they might have enough nukes to stop us from destroying mm-hmm. their environment. Um, so <laughs> they just need it, thumbs. That's the one yeah. thing they need. I think they could figure it out. They're smart. Mm-hmm. Um, in media sort of like, uh, blasts and whatnot, Norman and his agents bragged that their floating Island would be a huge tourist draw with more than 10,000 hotel rooms available, casinos, printing companies, furniture outlets, department stores, all tax free. They were particularly bullish about the promise of taking an American style mall around the world. So foreigners could shop just like us, but on a boat. Did he say selling point? Did he, did you say printing companies? Yeah. Where it's like there's casinos and restaurants. Also, you can make copies of stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a ginkgos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. no government interference with you yeah. doing your... You can your, print anything you want. Yeah, printing your zines. Even tasteful nudes of... Well, then we get into the age of consent <laughs> stuff again. Um... So as it happens, the Liberty Ship organizers plan to go ju- just go ahead and use U.S. dollars as their currency. Um, this was justified That's because fair. it was easier. <laughs> like yeah, everybody values it. dollars. We'll just use those. <laughs> I get it. Like money, money. Do that later. Do that. Yeah, we, we've I don't want to live seen. under the tyranny of a nation. But like, I mean, you know, dollars. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. To, again, you keep inventing your own money. It's just. It's yeah. Tough. It's it is it's a whole thing. If you're convinced that people need money, you might as well just use money that already exists. Mm-hmm. Um, although now we have crypto, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Oh, so, good. Even though the ship planned to stay in international waters, the Liberty was going to fly the flag of a nation. This is a requirement for international maritime law. Uh, Norman cl- Norman claimed that Ireland had agreed to let them register there, and that the <laughs> ship was going to fly an Irish flag, which would mean that the people on board the Liberty would be bound by Irish law which did not at that point i think allow abortion among other things 
Oh man! Also, you said claimed that. Uh, I yeah, oh yeah, allowed. he said that they'd worked out a deal. <laughs> you know, I, I I feel like I know where that's going. Yeah. So he's saying we're gonna fly under an Irish flag, and everyone will be accountable to Irish law. But then there's all sorts of principled libertarian jargon in the promo materials, like quote, "There will be no intrusion into or involvement with personal business, finances, or commercial transactions." Which, I don't know, Ireland might have something to say about. I was going to um, say, Ireland's like, uh, yeah, there will be. <laughs> Norman bragged that only food sanitation would be regulated, which, beyond making him FDA cucked, is still at odds with Irish law and with libertarian practice, this, too. Why just why just food sanitation? Can people not take care of that themselves, Norman? Right. <laughs> this, fe- this feels like if I set up, like... A cardboard stand outside that sold crystal meth and called it Starbucks, you know, and it's just like, this is another Starbucks, folks. Starbucks approved. Here's your crystal meth. Like, that's that's what they're yeah. creating here. Yeah. And he's 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 trying to get people to believe that, like, well, we'll fly, fly under an Irish flag, flag, but whatever crimes you want to do when you're living here, they're not going to have any problem with. You right. can run your cocaine empire from our floating boat and you're good to go. It's a real, like, don't worry, my roommate's totally cool moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is what they're doing. Yeah. So... Wired did their due diligence, and they reached out to experts in boat stuff to put some of the claims by the Liberty people to the test. And here's one example. David Hall of the Center for Marine Conservation said dealing with massive amounts of solid wastes generated on board is just one of many concerns. There are all sorts of questions that they'll have to deal with, such as what hazard, if any, would it pose to marine animals? Whales are hit by ships all the time, he said. It sounds as if a whale collided with this thing. I don't think it would have much of a chance. (laughs) Still, the plan and the fundraising went on. In 2000, after three years of feverish propagandizing, the Freedom Ship had evolved beyond just a project of Norman Nixon, and now it accumulated a sports team's worth of managers and investors speaking for it. Here's how they sold it in an article three years later. The Freedom Ship's creators say the vessel, whose construction is due to start in Honduras this summer, will be one of the wonders of the world. The company behind the scheme said reservations for the 20,000 homes on board have begun to accelerate, and there were already plans for two other floating cities. Freedom Ship will be nearly a mile long, 725 feet wide and 340 feet tall, and will have room for 40,000 people, including a staff of 10,000. There will be a school and a university on board, not to mention a landing strip, a hospital, a shopping mall, a casino, and 200 acres of open space. Roger Gooch, the ship's marketing vice president, claims to have 15% of the units reserved. Later in that article, which opens with the author noting that creators say the ship will be a new wonder of the world, construction was claimed to be starting in 60 to 90 days. Um, So, yeah, by this point, tourism is no longer the draw. They're not claiming people are going to, like, show up here. Gooch uh, claims that the boat company, the people making this, are just a giant landlord. And that's all they want to do is provide entrepreneurs with spaces to do their businesses. But they also want to set up a university um, where it's bragged. Like, they want to set up a university for the kids there to go to, but also so that drug companies can do unregulated tests on people. Sure. They, and they love this casino thing. They, they really want, want casinos. And I get it because it's basically, they want to, they're just trying to create a town, but then just like a shady town. That's it. It's a town yeah, to do it's shady It's just a stuff. town for just crimes and one school. Yeah. Where they'll shoot you up with unregulated drugs. Right. Like if it weren't for the shady stuff, mm. just create a town. Yeah. You know, like that's it. That's all you're making. You can do that anywhere. Yeah. Uh, well, not anywhere, but 
it, yeah, it's it's purely. I think that's why it's always sketchy, right? Because yeah. it always comes down to we want to do really shady stuff yeah. and we're going to make it seem like uh, we're just, you know, we're fucking off into the ocean. We're doing our own little utopia where you can do anything. Where like that's always like the underlining part. Yeah. So here's the thing, Dave, Okay, y- you, you know, libertarians, right? He, like personally, I mean, how do you think as a general rule, how do you think libertarians feel about the FBI? Oh God, I'm I'm sure they like I'm sure they re- really respect them. Uh, <laughs> and, well, you know they understand. You know it's a job. You know you you got to do what you got to do, and they're very respectful to them if they like talk to them. Well, or any it, authority, <laughs> David. It's funny because you're 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 going you're doing this because normally when libertarians and the FBI intersect, it's a gunfight. Um, right. <laughs> this it's very funny because they hire an FBI agent to to keep track of law and order on their floating ship. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! Yeah, so they're just doing they're again, just it's, doing in America, but with why, like you can you can sell drugs, I guess. <laughs> right, they're just doing the pirate bay. Like mm-hmm. that's the whole thing. Is it's just. No, the Pirate Bay would have been way cooler, Dave. Oh, absolutely. It's just, but all these things are, is just like, hey, get in on this before we're shut down. Mm. You know, like, that's it. And if they were honest, I don't know if I'd respect them more because, you know, some of the things they want to do is horrifying. But like, if it was like, look, we just want to go gamble on stuff and like do a bunch of drugs. So we're creating this quote unquote country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and w- we don't really believe in anything, but just I might being... be a citizen if it was exactly if that was the if that was the, what's going on. But no, yeah, these... they're like, look, we're just being Vegas in the ocean, yeah, uh, and we're you know you can't kill people there, you can't do like you can't do a lot of fucked up stuff. We just want a little more freedom, just yeah, a little. We want to be able to be like like do a little do some stuff that's crimes elsewhere, but we don't want people to be murdering each other. This is yeah. not an ideological thing. We just think it would be neat if we could sell crack cocaine and operate a casino. I would be like, great. Exactly. Let me, like, I will go to your casino and smoke yeah. your crack. If it's like, um, look, if someone murders someone, that's not cool. But if you, yeah, if you like do a bunch of PCP and fall into our engine, yeah. I mean, that's, that it is what it is. Like, that's yeah. what you're here to do. And, and it's, it's frustrating to me, like these guys that's kind of how they want to like they they, they say they talk a good game about like liberty like no intrusions on personal liberties all that stuff and then they hire like so the in in this article from like three years later mr gooch tells the interviewer that they've hired a former fbi man to head a 2000 person security force with state-of-the-art defensive weapons oh Um, no yeah, uh, and different. He, he talks about how like oh, different. Every deck and floor will have their own elected representatives, but also the captain's word will be finer, final. So it's like, so you want to have an ocean <laughs> dictatorship run by the FBI with guns, right. and or no one else like, gets guns, and you're calling yourself a libertarian? Right? They're like, look, every deck has its own like representative, and then there's like a president of the mm-hmm. boat. Yeah, like that's you're, you're just. It's just doing government. It's and always it's, just doing yeah, government. And, yeah, and, and we have an unaccountable armed wing of the state that can do violence to you with no recourse. And yeah, right. it's it's it, see, we're freedom. <laughs> We've you developed know, so, freedom. This all reminds me a little bit. This is weird of Disney World because Disney World is like when it was established, they did a lot of stuff with Florida where they were like, "Look, just stay out of here." We'll have our own EMTs and stuff, mm-hmm. and like fire. Like that's essentially what they're trying to do 
but like Florida obviously still or Disney still exists in the country mm-hmm. but it feels very much like like Walt Disney's dream of Epcot and stuff where he was like I want this to be its own nation uh but you know Disney has rides so I yeah. guess what I'm saying is have some fucking rides on your country and I think it'll work out like if they have a like a like a log flume I'd be like this is great that's great good for them mm-hmm but instead, they just want to, yeah, I don't know what they want. I guess they just want to uh, do a bunch of illegal shit. Yep. Yeah. And, and. Which is fine, too, I guess. I don't Have know. their own FBI to. Uh, have their own FBI. Yeah. It's cool. You know what else is cool, Dave? Oh, no. Your what? pluggables. My pluggables? Your pluggables are cool are as we hell, done? Broham. Is the episode over? Yeah. This part one is over. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, listen. Hey, hi. Um, I, I'm on Twitter at Movie Hooligan. Um, I run a podcast network with Tom Ryman uh, called Gamefully Unemployed. You can find that wherever you find podcasts. We have we 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 do stuff about movies and such. Uh, we have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/GamefullyUnemployed. Uh, there's a bunch of exclusive podcasts on that. Uh, I'm also I'm head writer for some more news. You sure so are. check that out as well. That's all my stuff. Well, um, I'm no one, and you can find me nowhere. Goodbye forever. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.